players. I'm back. Episode number 18 of the Sports Plus Live podcast. The Peyton Manning GOAT episode. And there's a lot of GOATs being talked about today. Um, God, where do we even start? We could talk about... Um, well, let me make sure this is recording here, players. Let me make sure. Yeah, I'm recording. I just wanted to check here because I don't want to mess this shit up. There we are. Um, we are up and running. Episode number 18, a lot of goats to talk about. We're, I mean, could I just, I'm going to run you down what we're going to talk about, okay? Not a whole lot of topics, topics but topics. Definitely going to talk about, first up, LSU smacking Clemson and GOAT. Joe Joe Burrow, old dirt Joe Dirt Burrow. Um, we're definitely talking about the NFL playoffs. Um, NFC AFC Championship games are set. Um, and my favorite week, whenever it happens, it's Fight Week. I love Fight Week. Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Donald Cerrone, and then um, Luke Keekley retires um, at age twenty eight. Pretty young dude, um, in a young age to retire, but we're going to talk get to that in a second. And also, um, a couple other things coming up this weekend uh, that you don't want to miss. But let's talk about it, man. College football is officially over. LSU slapped Clemson, and I mean slapped them, beat him up. It didn't start out too well for Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers, um, but in Joe Burrow fashion, he figured it out. I said this last time on, I don't know when I talked about it. If you guys saw my last video on YouTube, um, I'll put link it down below. Um, if not, go to youtube.com slash sports plus life. Um, look it up. Uh, it was my reaction to Oklahoma getting smacked by LSU. It was my um, take on LSU versus Clemson. Um, you guys get to see, delve into how it is to watch a game. An Oklahoma game with Uncle Edgar. It's sad. It's like this. It's like, okay, we're doing this. And sometimes just straight like this sometimes. And yeah, you go and check it out. Go check out my reaction. I, I almost cry. Um, and uh, well, that's besides the point. LSU got it done. LSU, Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, it was a team effort. Joe Burrow, uh, Little Moss. I'm going to call him Little Moss. I don't remember his first name. I don't have not noted in here. Um and the defense just figured it out. Defense got to stifle the run. Um, and Trevor Lawrence eventually just ended up stopping Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they figured it was a total team effort. Um, from the coaching, the kids on the team, on the team, on the player, the kids uh, on the field. Um, you also got the band. The band had a lot to do with it. They're playing Neck, Suck My Tiger. Yeah, go check it out. YouTube, Neck. It's called Neck. I think my... Tiger Band or something like that. I can't remember what it is. Very catchy tune. Pretty cool. Um, it's it, it was a it was an everything effort. I mean, they a lot of the games weren't pretty, but they figured it out. They finished undefeated. Now they're national champions. Um, and Joe Burrow will go down in history as probably having the single season best season by any player ever. Is it the best player? Probably not. Like he's definitely top five. I think. The best college player you've ever seen. Um, even though he really only made a splash this year, but he had one probably the best season anyone ever has ever had, period. Um, best players ever, you probably got to look at Vince Young. 
you probably got to look at Tim Tebow. Those are probably some of the best players ever. Um, Joe Burrow did his thing. I mean, he holds all the record. He had a Heisman Championship, Doak Walker. I mean, all the seeing individual offensive player um, web, uh, records you can have. Most touchdowns in the season. Most passing, the passing record in SEC. Overcoming Drew Locke from Missouri. Um, I mean, the guy won everything. And rightfully so. He'll be number one coming up in this draft for the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't see any other reason why. Um, he'll go number one to whoever's number one. If for some reason the um, the, um, the Cincinnati Bengals trade away, whoever's number one is going to take Joe Burrow. He's definitely the best player in the draft coming up. Um, it was just crazy to watch him play. It was a great. It was a fun game. Crazy game. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I can't Clem, Clemson. I, I kind of had a feeling Clemson would lose this game because um, well shit they um they got they got well they're in a dogfight against Ohio State. Um, I think they lost a couple players to injury in that game. Uh, pretty shameful. I don't know if they came back. They definitely lost a kid to ejection. Don't remember the kid's name. I remember watching him play against Ohio State. I remember thinking this kid's fucking dirty. What a dirty ass. And he got ejected for the hell into helmet. Which I, I, I don't think it did. Whatever. I talk about that in the last YouTube video. I'll link it. I don't think it was an ejection, but whatever, whatever. I've seen where PA referees are like, nope, not an ejection. Hit the shoulder pad first, blah, 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 when they went up. Whatever. Um, it happened. He got ejected. I'm, I'm kind of glad he did. I was a big fan of his. I, he's dirty, dude. You got to watch the game against Ohio State. You can see him doing extra shit in that pile. Um... So I wasn't really heartbroken that he was ejected from the game. Um, but Joe Burrow, man, you saw it when it turned on. When he threw that first touchdown pass deep, I think it was to Moss. I don't know it was maybe Chase. Um, you saw it. It just flipped. And he was like, yep, I got this. Ended up taking the game by the, the game by the horns and just twisted it and ripping those horns off and putting them on his head, wearing it as a crown, and just getting a massive W, just winning, just a massive W against Clemson, who hasn't lost in two years. Um, and and it, it, was, it, was, it was very uh, satisfying because I've talked about how kids need to get paid. I've talked about these college kids need to get paid, some sort of compensation, something, something, something. Debo, Dabo Sweeney is one of those guys that don't like that kids got paid. He's one of the ones that said, if kids get paid, I'm out. I'm quitting. Quit. Get out of here. Go. Go be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Get out of here. Um, I mean, just a team effort. At first, I saw LSU at the beginning of the season, and I saw Joe Burrow waving at Texas. Like It was satisfying. He was like, Texas, you know me, Oklahoma guy. Texas was sitting there crying. He said, I thought it was kind of douchey. thought it was a douche, but I can't. You have to call him champion. You can call him a douchey champion. Either way. You got to call him champion. And um, I really liked how at the beginning of the game, the ESPN reporter, can't remember her name, don't know her name, um, was like, it showed her this picture. It was like, oh, look at this. You think this looks like a Heisman? And it's him as a kid or whatever. And uh, he's like, yeah, they'll show everyone. It's definitely a Heisman. And she goes, what would you tell him now? You look like a national champion. It was a little bit four-ish, 
was to fruition or whatever. Maybe um, he knew something we didn't know. He obviously did because he won the championship. I mean, it's just one of those things where you can't shake the confidence from this kid. Um, there's a different type of swagger. I mean, the way he flexes. I mean, there's just like a lot to what he does. Um, it's just different. It's just different what um, Joe Burrow does and how he uh, he conducts himself. You see him on the sideline, and he's just like, he's just, I mean, he's just out on the sideline, just, he's always on the headset. You see him in between, um, when, D, when defense is on, he was on the headset. I, just, I don't know exactly what he's doing. I think he's talking to his coordinators. Um trying to get something set up, trying to get the next play set up. Don't know what he's doing, but he's always doing something to get ready for the next thing. There's a certain work work ethic he has. I don't know if he's like, he's one of those ones. I think he's a graduate, so I think he does all his classes online. So he's always, um, he is always like, I think he's always around football. He puts himself in those situations. He goes in, trains, goes in, um, does his homework, studies the play, studies other teams. So it, the work ethic is there. And um, I mean, it's gonna be. We're gonna see what happens. He goes to Cincinnati. Um, maybe he goes, and AJ Green's still there. Joe Mixon's gonna be there. Um, who knows what's gonna, who's gonna what's gonna happen with Andy Dalton? Um, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities for him. Don't know what Cincinnati has as far as picks go. What kind of moves they're willing to make? So there's still a lot of things that can you know. For many years, the Sydney United Bagels were middle of the road. They weren't bad, but this year they were bad, um, which is pretty crazy. I've been thinking they were definitely were missing AJ Green, um, but that's life. That's the NFL. College is come, you know. That's it's next. They were they're going from being kids to being men, and um, you see him out there smoking cigars. The police are out there trying to arrest him for blah 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 whatever. Just they're just celebrating. Of course, there's always some haters there and. That's what you saw, all those police officers. And you saw OBJ there acting stupid. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was there. It was just, it was a crazy scene. Hopefully they enjoy it. It was. I'm sad college football season is over. Um, so we got to wait till, let's see, what is it? What's today? Everyone today. Today is January. Oh, shit. So we have February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Like nine months, eight, nine months left. Until college football starts again. So uh, you might see some new kids, some new college football kids being popped out from in, in Louisiana, from New Orleans, um, celebrating just a bunch of little NCAA CFP championship kids popped out in September. We'll see. You never know. Maybe they're premature. Who knows? Um, but don't be sad. Congratulations, LSU. Congratulations, Joe Burrow, Coach O. Coach O is a good, good story as well. Got fired by Ole Miss. USC passed on them and passed on him. And that couldn't have been probably the bigger, biggest blessing you've ever seen. USC passed on him. Goes to LSU, I think it was like two, three years ago. And now he's won a championship. Had one of the best college football player seasons ever. I mean, you could go to USC with all those fancy cars and all those fancy players and all the fancy money. But that'll never buy you what that guy got. Um, not anymore. No more Leonard or uh, Reggie Bush. I think the last time they won a championship. I mean, you're not going to get that anymore. 
Um, but don't fret. There's still a lot of football left. Our next topic is the NFL playoffs. NFL playoffs are still going on. We still got three more games to go. I had to use my toes. Not the one with four toes. I could have still used that one. But one, two, three games. AFC Championship, NFC champion, of course, uh, Championship, and of course the Super Bowl. Um, we have some exciting games this weekend. Um, especially, and I'm going to start off with the most exciting one, is the Chiefs-Texans. I mean, all it took was one half. And the second half was just like downhill from there for the Chief, for the Texans. I mean, I'm trying to think of what the sequence of events that happened. So Texans go down first play. I think they, not first play, but first drive score. So 7-0, Kenny Stills. Yeah, Kenny Stills from Oklahoma. By the way, a lot of Oklahoma, be speaking of college to NFL, a lot of Oklahoma players scored this weekend. Okay? Just leaving it at that. Um... A lot, I'm going to pull that up when we're talking about this, but um, the Chiefs were down 7-0. And then I believe the next score was that blocked punt. I'm going to pull it up here. Um, was a blocked punt for Texans. And then, don't know if it was a fumble or any subject, don't know what it was. But they ended up scoring 21 points, 24 points, I think, in the first quarter. Um, just nuts. Just it was just it was crazy. I was like, dude, what's going on? Is this the game? There's no way the game's over. And I was just thinking, there's no way they could come back from that. As Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend, mi amigo, gente. Of course they turned it back around. Why wouldn't they? The Chiefs are a very tough team. We, me as a Denver Bronco fan, get to see him twice a week for sh twice a year for show. Um, I was just not, uh, yeah, I just, Patrick Mahomes is well, coming out of college. We're still taking on college. Coming out of college, I watched that game, that classic game between Oklahoma and Texas Tech. Um, I watched it. I seen it with my own eyes. They scored 110, 115 points, 20 points. I can't remember something crazy like that combined. Um, and I saw that Patrick Mahomes and I was like, I didn't see an NFL talent. I didn't see someone that could, that would eventually win the MVP. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I didn't see that he'd eventually be on the cover of Madden. Like I didn't, it was just, I don't get it. I never, I, I sat there and watched it, watched him play. I was like, I don't get it. Um, but the only person that really mattered was Andy Reid. Andy Reid actually traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. And then once they actually put him in, which I believe, I'm trying to think of the game he actually got put in. It may have been against the Broncos. I don't remember it. I remember watching there his rookie year, and I was like, dude, who's this isn't the same guy I watched in college. So he definitely has evolved. He's gotten better. He's gotten smarter. He's tough. He's hella athletic. We all knew he was hella athletic. Um, there's some, yeah, something between, you know, college and then his rookie year. Like, he just, I don't know if he was eating brain fruit, like brain food to make him smarter. Like, I don't know what it was, but the guy just got ridiculously good. He was, saw a field that a lot, not a whole lot of people can can see. Um, you're talking about from the no-look pass to just an arm down the field. Um, yeah, I just couldn't believe how good he was. 
eventually he found his groove. Eventually the offense line put it together. Eventually the defense put it together. Um, I mean, and they did it. And the crazy thing about this team, they did that. They won that game with pretty much their best player, one of their other best players, Tyreek Hill, non-existent. The guy was non-existent for the whole game. One of the fastest players in the league, he just couldn't. He wasn't nowhere to be found. But Travis Kelsey was available. Travis Kelsey caught everything. Um, Watkins was available to catch everything. And another Oklahoma player, Damian Williams, was available to run the ball in. The was was available to run the ball in. Damian Williams, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes were that team, the offense on that, um, with a little bit of support from Watkins. Um, it was, I mean, they ended up winning. I don't even remember the score. It was 28. They got skunked from the first 24 to 50 or something like that. I don't even remember what it was. It was so much that they scored so many times that the stadium had to announce that they don't have any, any more fireworks to, to bang off. Bang off. And more fireworks to set off. Oh, dude! If you get if you get outscored and if you get outscored that bad to where they don't have many fireworks, like there's something you did wrong. And you go back, and I could technically tell you where the Bill O'Brien went wrong and the Texans went wrong. They went for it on in their own half. So if you're looking at it, let's say Texans are here, Chiefs are here, and the Texans are going this way. This is the 50 yard line. You see this? For those of you who don't know. I'm looking, started looking at my mic for some reason, but I'm looking at the camera. That if you're watching this on YouTube, they're right here in the middle is the 50 yard line. So this is the Texan side, this is the Chief side. So they were like over here. Like, see where my pinky is? And I'm like right around there. I'm trying to, trying to draw this out for you. And they decided on fourth down while they're up 24 0 to go for it. They got stopped. They, I mean, I can't remember who it was. They read it, got stopped on a fake punt short of the short of the first down um and then the Chiefs turn around and and score I mean it's like I don't you could look at that and that's where it went wrong that's where it started to go downhill for them um it was pretty crazy just something it just it's just sports in general it's life in general sports plus life in general that one thing can flip your shit upside down and that's what happened um why you would do that, I I, I, I could kind of get, I, I could kind of see shit's going your way. Might as well go for it. You're up 24 points. You do you think your defense has done a pretty good job? By the way, speaking of Texans defense, you know who wasn't available? J.J. Watts. Oh, he had his motiva motivational you know speeches on lock, but he wasn't available physically. I saw, dude. I felt bad for him. He tried to. He, I think even, I think even the tackle let him get by to try to catch Mahomes, and he couldn't. He was struggling so bad. the The fact that the Texans got as far as they did just shocks me. I don't think they they got lucky against the Bills, and they couldn't get get it done against the Chiefs. They couldn't get lucky enough against the Chiefs. Um, I, you know, I feel bad for as the Bills. I can't. They were very unlucky. I thought the Bills and Chiefs would have been a way better game, but. I mean, it was still exciting, nonetheless, for at least a half. And the second half was like, "Oh, okay. Can we? Can you guys stop? That you're hurting him. He's already, they're already dead." Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it was it was a cool game. Great game to watch. I, I was thoroughly impressed. Even from Broncos fan watching the Chiefs play, impressed. And by the way, third Oklahoma Sooner. Kenny Stills is the number one Oklahoma Sooner to score in that game. Damian Willis had two, three touchdowns. And then Blake Bell scored. Um, Blake Bell, I think it was tight end and quarterback in Oklahoma. I think it was a quarterback, to be honest with you. Um, I can't remember. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Hopefully I'm right. I should remember this. But I used to drink a lot when I was younger, so let's uh, not pull that against me. Um, but Blake Bell scored touchdown. Um, moving on to another team. Another Oklahoma field game was the Ravens against the Titans. And Lamar Jackson, who's going to be the MVP of the league, no doubt, um, didn't still had a decent game. Still put up a, over 100 yards rushing, 300 yards passing. But he had a lot of bad picks. I don't want to hold that against him because I sat there and watched him. And I watched his offensive line for some reason. Don't know if it was like, I don't know if the, how many times they've done this. Of course, he's he's broken plays. Of course, he's had to improvise on the on the fly. So I don't know why, but I sat there and watched him one. And I remember all five of the offensive line just stopped blocking. And they just stopped. They just stood there and watched. And then all of a sudden, he gets sacked for a loss. And I'm just like, dude, what happened? Isn't the first time he's done this? You know, he's not new to this whole running thing. You guys aren't new to this running thing. Um, I didn't think he got the help that he needed. I mean, Hollywood Brown from Oklahoma um, was probably the most available player, and so was Mark Andrews. But they just couldn't punch it in. Um, that Titans defense was ready. And Coach Vrabel was ready. Um... He was ready for anything. They beat the Patriots the week before. By the way, the Ravens smacked the Patriots in the regular season. So Titans were riding high. In their riding, King Henry to the top. Dude, Henry is, Derrick Henry is like, is a man. I've said this last podcast. A man-man. There's no one manlier than Derrick Henry right now. Um, no one, nobody manlier, not Aaron Rodgers, not Jimmy Garoppolo, nobody. Tannehill is, for some reason, maybe a change of scenery helped him, but is playing out of his mind. Playing the, probably the best he's ever played. Of course he's playing the best he's ever played because he's in the playoffs. He's in the AFC Championship now. So it'll be Titans versus the Chief. This will, this game coming up, will really test how ready Vrabel is, how tough Derrick Henry is. I think Derrick Henry is going to run all over that defense. Now, the question is, will that offense, Titans offense, be ready to outscore the, the Chiefs' def the offense? The Chiefs' defense, okay, but I don't think they've been the best ever. This is going to be a very interesting game, man. Uh, it's going to lie on Derrick Henry, how he runs again, how he runs the ball, and Patrick Patrick Mahomes, Kermit the Frog, how he 
how he conducts the game, how he sees fit, how he whatever he does. Are they going to be able to com contain him? They did. The Titans did beat them earlier in the season. So I mean, there's a lot to go off of that. Titans have the edge here. It's in Arrowhead, so there's going to be something different there. Um, I think the first game was in uh, Tennessee. I can't remember. Don't have it in my notes here. I have different notes, but I mean, you got to look back at what they did to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson still had 350 yards passing, 120 yards rushing, so had a good game. But just no touchdowns, and that's what matters, is that score. They only scored six points. Derrick Henry had a passing touchdown more than Lamar Jackson. Tannehill had a rushing yard, a rushing touchdown, more, uh, one rushing yard more, more, one more rushing touchdown than Lamar Jackson. If that was a bet in Vegas, I would have put a hundo down and won a lot of money. Um, it was a tough game for the Ravens. Hard to watch almost, you know. Um, but it's I'm glad because if you guys watch uh, my end of the year podcasts or my end of the year video um, on YouTube, it's actually that's the only way you're going to see these on YouTube. I forgot because I messed up the audio. Go check it out. I'll link that one below as well. Um, I wanted new faces. I wanted new teams involved. And that's what we're getting. We're getting Chiefs. We're getting the Titans on the AFC side. NFC side, moving on to the NFC, we got the Packers, and then we got the Niners. Packers beat the Seahawks, which I I kind of hurt because I wanted the Seahawks-Niners classic again. But the Seahawks weren't, I don't know, there was something about their play they just weren't ready, but that the Packers were. Defense was great for the Packers. Um, it was an overall team effort for the Packers. I mean, you're talking about all the way from Aaron Rodgers. Um, Devontae Adams was amazing, of course, in the first quarter. They played very well. Um, Aaron Jones, all the way, you know, to the defense, special teams, and, of course, the referees. The referees. I don't get what... Somehow, whenever the Packers play, and I'm not a hate Packer hater. I like Aaron Rodgers. Devonta Adams is one of the best. I think that's his name. Adams? Adams. We'll talk about um, Some of the best talent out there. But somehow, the referees always have to get s s noticed. They need to be noticed. They're that chick who doesn't get enough attention. They need to be known that they're there. People need to see them. People need to hear them. That, I mean, it was... Yeah, there was a few games. I mean, I, I, my blood pressure. I'm trying to get it right. 2020, getting my health right, getting everything right. So I'm not going to talk about the referees, but we got to talk about them. They are an issue. Um, they are the video assistant refereeing, the replay. I just... It, it's bad. But towards the end there, they called that first down by Jimmy Graham, I think is what it, who it was. And I sat there and watched it live. I was like, there's no way that's a first down. And where the referee spotted it was way past the first down. They even went to review it and said, yeah, it's a first down.
I'm telling you, man, I don't get. I just don't get it. I just don't get. I don't get it. But either way, the um, Packers are in. Um, Seahawks couldn't get it done. Um, and now they're playing the uh, rematching the 49ers. Probably the best team through the, this year of the 49ers. They've just gotten it done. They just figured it out. Um, yeah, there's no way they've just gotten it done. They just, I mean, they they beat up teams. They beat up the nine uh, the Packers earlier this year. Um, that Jimmy Garoppolo is why they traded for him. He got hurt last year. Very unfortunate. You could tell that they missed him last year. This team with Jimmy Garoppolo, with Bosa, of course they added uh, Emmanuel Sanders with a little bit of veteran presence in the middle of this season. Um, has played well. I mean, from the running, from running the ball, passing the ball, to blocking, to the defense, the turnovers, the um, just everything. They've been a couple, probably the most complete team all year. And they're definitely the favorites to beat the Packers. Now, with that being said, Niners beat up the Vikings. Same thing with the Vikings. They've been the, probably one of the most inconsistent team. Um, keep in mind, I mean, that, that game against the Broncos, they won the game in that second half. But there wasn't a, a consistency to them all year. They lost games they shouldn't have lost. Um, they gave up leads to teams they shouldn't get, like, especially the Broncos. I mean, they had a. I, I don't remember if that was the one where um, Drew Locke was. I think Drew Locke was his second game, first or second game. Um, second game, I believe. That's the one they lost. And yeah, it was just, just I don't know. I don't get it. I just, they weren't consistent enough. Kirk Cousins just isn't a consistent quarterback. Um, Dalvin Cook was the best player on that team, hands down. Um, Stephon Diggs, Stephen Diggs, um, definitely still a good talent, still a little crybaby. Adam Thielen was hurt for most of the season, fucked up my fantasy uh, teams. More than one, I did like seven, which I'll probably never do it again. But if I do it again, I'm not going to tell you because I just told you I never would do it again, but I'm going to do it again. But the Niners have been the best, com most complete team. I mean, you've seen all year. I mean, from the defense or the offense. The game against the Browns is very obvious. Uh, the, the you know the games against Seahawks, and then of course the one against the Packers. They all stand out. Um, yeah, they were just better, and uh, I think they're the favorites right now to win the Super Bowl. They have to be. I don't see. Is I don't. I, don't, I still don't believe the Packers have it in them to beat them. Um, it's very interesting to see who goes through on the AFC side. Um, to play them in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be the Niners. And I think it's going to, I'm going to have to give it to the Titans. Look at the landscape of the last four teams. LaFleur. Is it Rabel? I think Rabel. And then Reed, Andy Reed. And then, um, who's coaching the Titans? No, no. Who's coaching, um, Shanahan. 
Shanahan. A lot of young coaches there. With the exception of Andy Reid, a lot of young coaches there. You look at the year before, Sean McVay, a young coach, younger than me, 33 years old, in the Super Bowl. I mean, you that's where you're going. You see Matt Rule got hired on to the, by, uh, to the Carolina Panthers. Everyone's still trying to seek out Lincoln Riley, who's just a, shy, a year over at 40. Not a very old dude. Um, I mean, this is this game is changing. It's faster. It's quicker. It's it's just a bang bang. It's boom boom. It's this and that. It's a lot of things. It's just but ultimately it's just gonna be quicker. You need younger coaches because you need younger minds. It's just what it is. It's not the older the better anymore. Um. It's. And so henceforth, I'm going to bring this back kind of full circle. Younger ref, younger coaches means younger referees. Let's get on to it. I'm going to, I'm going to speak out on this at least once a week till for whenever till something changes. As in case in point, that Packers game. They think too much. That Packer game, the one, um, I don't even remember. There's been a lot of them. I'm not going to bring it up. 2020, getting my health right. Um, this weekend's going to be fun. Catch me on the couch. Catch me chilling, watching sports. Throwing a little bit of life this weekend. Sports plus life. Throwing it in a little bit. Football. NFL football. NFL playoffs. So once again, it's going to be the Titans versus Chiefs. And then you're going to have, I think, on Sunday. I don't know if they're Saturday and Sunday. I can't remember. Um... You can look it up. You have Google. I don't tell you. Some of you guys have the ESPN ESPN app. If you want me to, I'll post it on my Instagram. But speaking of Instagram, speaking of sports, speaking of what's popping off this weekend, it's fight week on Instagram. Um, I have a picture with the winner that I'm going to post Saturday. So look it at, look it up, find me, Sports Plus Life, Instagram and Twitter, M-R-A-K-A-C-O, Instagram and Twitter, and then also YouTube. Sports Plus Life, youtube.com slash sports plus life. I'm going cowboy over Conor McGregor this weekend. A lot of you little new, new fighters, a lot of you new fan, fight fans. Oh no, Conor's a goat. Conor's not the goat. This fight's at 170 pounds. You're getting a bigger Conor. You're getting a bigger cowboy. Yes, you're getting a bigger Conor. But you're going to get an underweight Conor compared to cowboy. Connor's right at 170. So this is a natural weight for him. This isn't Japan. Cowboy's going to come in 185, 190 probably. A bigger dude. Stronger dude. A more well-rounded dude. Better on the ground. Better overall as far as kickboxing goes. McGregor probably the better boxer. It's going to be a more entertaining fight than people think. I think people are discrediting what Connor what what Cowboy is hard. Connor, Cal, Cal, Connor, what Cowboy has done. I mean, Cowboy has lost. If you've seen his last fights that he's lost, he's lost to killers. And all guys that I think will smoke Connor McGregor. Justin Gaethje, knockout. Um, you're looking at 
the former champion, might be an interim champion, Tony Ferguson. Lost to Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, Anthony Pettis. Nate Diaz. Jorge Masvidal. These guys are the top of the top. Darren Till of the 107. Darren Till's a 185 pounder. So Conor McGregor, or Cowboy Cerrone's lost to killers. All those guys that I've named, Cowboys, or Conor's pretty much as um, either ignored or stayed away from. Um, rightfully so. I mean, you go, you go up to 170 pounds, heavy hitters. You're going to get kicked in your face. You're going to get punched in your face. I want to say that that fight with, um, I don't remember. I'm going to have to look it up right now. But the Connor um, Nate Diaz fight, I believe, let's see, it's Nate 2016, if I remember right. Uh, was that at Welterweight? Yeah, I think it was at Welterweight. But I mean, even then, he squeaked by a decision. Um, and I don't even think he won that fight. So, I mean, he really hasn't fought much. He fought Habib last year and then got beat up pretty good. Then he, before that, he fought Mayweather and then Nate D. So he hasn't really done a lot of fighting. I mean, like I said, he's done a lot of fighting, just a lot of fighting in the court, fighting against cell phones. He says he's been probably been the best. His coach has seen has said he's been the best he's ever seen. Um, Ally Kinta was probably was the best cowboy apparently against cowboy. Ally Kinta took Habib Nurmagomedov to the distance. Shouldn't have done it. Cowboy walked right through him. Same thing with Hernandez. Cowboy walked right through him. Same thing with Eddie Alvarez. Cowboy walked right through him. Um, they only have very few common fights. Um, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't see, I see an exciting fight. I see Cowboy winning it. Um, some sort of finish. Um, I think experience here in the octagon is going to be a little bit different. Cowboy, Cowboy's been the most active fighter ever. I mean, he's one of the only fighters to fight five times in a year, maybe six. So he's been an active fighter, so there's a lot. There, I mean, he's seen he's seen he's seen a lot of things. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm going Cowboy Cerrone. You can be you can be mad over that if you want. Um, I don't give a as a Conor McGregor would say. But I like this card. It's still a lot of like weird. It's still a weird card because it was it was last second. You put this together in a month, pretty much. I think December, the fight was announced December 11th, December 12th. It's December, it's January 15th. Um, you have, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was very last minute put together. Um, Co-main event is Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington. Um, you could definitely see some sort of title implications there whenever Holly Holm is involved. Um, Holly Holm last fight was against um, the Linus, I believe, um, where she got smacked. The pe best pound for pound fighter, women fighter, um, Amanda Nunez smacked her. And then you also have Raquel Pennington, who also last fought. Let me take a look here. Don't have my notes pulled up. I was very unprepared, but I was too excited. I had to come talk to you guys. 
I had to come see your faces, or I need you guys to see my faces. Um, Rakal Pennington beat Irene Aldana. Irene Aldana, I was high about it. If you guys, if you guys sit there, um, I don't remember. It was UFC 245, where I talked about how good she was. She's rebounded back since that fight. So um, she beat a tough individual. Maybe he just got her on her off day. It was a decision. Raquel Pennington likes to um, grapple. Um, Holly Holm will be very well prepared for that fight. Jackson Winklejohn Jim comes out of Albuquerque. Same gym as um, Clay Guida, John Jones. Um, Dap Camp, y'all Romero trains out of there sometimes. So there is... Um, a lot of talent there. And she's been there since she was 16. So a lot of good chemistry going on there. A lot also in that fight. UFC 246, by the way. I was too excited to get into UFC 246. If you guys want to Google it, follow along. UFC 246 on ESPN. Um, the main pay-per-view will be on ESPN. The one fight I'm interested in is Anthony Davis. And, yeah, it's Anthony Davis. I don't know why I was laughing. I got it right. Shut up. Mind your business. Anthony Davis versus Carlos, oh my God, Carlos Diego Ferreira. And Anthony Davis, uh, so Anthony Pettis, oh shit. I did it again, Anthony Pettis. I'm leaving that in, that's a struggle. I'm, I'm thinking unibrow, um, Anthony, okay. Anthony, that's why I was laughing. I knew I, I knew I goofed something up, but try not to curse. 2020, don't cuss. Um, let me get some water in me. Um, Anthony Pettis. So funny story about Anthony Pettis. He came out Ariel Hawani show this weekend. Uh, I think it was ESPN or ESPN Plus. I don't remember what show what set on. But that he is had an injury. His last fight was that one against. Let me see. Was that against? This is bothering me right here. Oh yeah, it was Nate Diaz. So his last fight, he said, he went on there and he said, um, he's suing USADA. USADA is the United States anti-drug, um, blah, 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 group, whatever, that oversees the, dr the drug testing, the drug usage in MMA right now. Amongst other things, I think they do Olympics as well. Um... But they oversee. So apparently he's suing USADA because USADA gave him a test right before the fight, like an hour before the fight. And it's supposed to, apparently he had to piss in a cup. So USADA was, he wasn't ready, so he had to warm up and USADA was there. When he was ready, he had to grab the cup, which is a metal, not a metal, but a glass cup. Grabbed it, did his thing, peed on it, twisted it off, looked down, noticed he had a cut, like, I don't know, in his, the web of his hand. And it cut him. So he had a pretty good cut. He had to get stitches. Now, his coach, Duke Rufus, one of the best in the league, one of the best coaches ever, said, don't take, you can't fight. An hour before the fight, you can't fight. Called the doctors in, UFC doctors. They said, well, we could super glue it. Um, it'll stay intact for the fight. Or we can stitch it up, but it's going to bleed during the fight. Anthony Pettis says, well, I can stitch it up. They're not going to stop the fight because I have a cut in my hand. 
So I don't, I think he's super glued it. I can't remember what he said. You go, go check it out. Ariel Hawani, one of the best in the game as far as UFC goes. Well, best, I think one of the best ever. You're going to see him. You see him a lot in ESPN on basketball games. That's besides the point. Maybe one day I'll get on the show. We'll chat. You know, you, but if not, if you don't know who he is, go look up Ariel Hawani. He uh, call him the nose because he has a big old schnoz. Anyways, good beak, as all my old coworkers used to say. Um, but yeah, he got cut. In um, for that, he's suing Gusada. Don't know how it's going to work out. Daddy wins. Um, but if he does, that's going to be a big step. But they've also recently changed um, how they test people. I believe I didn't see that. I'll bring that up to you guys next time I see you. Um, but yeah. I mean, it was just, it's just pretty crazy. I feel bad for him. It was fight, a big fight against, and he was doing pretty good too until the, I think he, he had to, I think he got that cut and couldn't continue anymore. I believe it was a cut. Yeah, they stopped the fight. Um, but yeah, um, moving on from Anthony Pettis, another chick. So, call, you know, Cowboy from Colorado, another Colorado fighter on the card, which is last two things I just talked about are, um, kind of go hand in hand you have um cowboy cerrone from colorado to anthony pettis who's fought before this is like six degrees of separation anthony pettis coach duke rufus coach duke rufus also trains macy barber the lovely macy barber we've talked about her in the past macy barber from colorado full circle it always comes first full circle she's fighting roxanne uh modifine Mataferi, the silent samurai, or the happy samurai, I think they call her. Something like that. Um, been around a long time, fought since, God, women should they weren't allowed to fight. I don't know, they've been fighting a long time. Against Macy Barber, and I got youth. Macy Barber, I think, will take this fight. She's a quicker fighter, deadliest striker. Um, if if uh, Mataferi has any chance, um, she's going to have to outsmart her. Do something, catch her with the grappling. Um, but I think Macy Barber takes it all the way. But look out for that because Macy Barber's on the come up, one of the best prospect women prospects you've seen in a while. Has the looks, um, has the charisma, has the skills for sure to be one of the top fighters. Um, so you never know. We'll see. Andre Feely always brings a tough fight. You also have Tim Elliott. God, I haven't seen Tim Elliott fight in a while. Askar Oskarov. Askarov. Um, speaking of Colorado, Drew Dauber. I think it's from Nebraska, but has fought a lot in Colorado. I've seen him a lot. Strike Force here. Um, I think one of my, my old buddies fought him a while back. Um, so a tough dude, tough, tough dude. Um, durable. Just watch the card. You these are the like the unexpected cards. Outside of Conor McGregor, you there's a lot of talent on this card. A lot of tough individuals on the card, and um, you can see a lot of exciting stuff on this card. So I would check it out. At least check the prelims on ESPN. Um, and then, um, if you can go to like a Buffalo Wild Wings, this isn't sponsored, but, um, or, and you know, anywhere they're showing the fight, really Buffalo Wild Wings, Hooters, Hooters and pretty good wings. I don't know who has better wings out of those two. Um, we'll have to do a sports plus life eating contest to figure it out. Um, but yeah, great card. I'm excited. I'm always excited. This is the first fight of the year. Um, first fight of 2020, first fight for fight card of, um, UFC fight card. Um, of the decade so um bet one not a better way to kick it off not a better way to get the decade started than the conor mcgregor fight and um, a couple more things to go over that i just wanted to talk about 
just quickly, Manchester United plays Liverpool this weekend. Uh, Manchester United plays Liverpool. And Manchester United has a, had a pretty good record against the top six. If you guys don't remember, um, remember me talking about the top six. So the Premier League has a top six. The top six teams. The reason why we call them top six. Top four go to the, at the end of the year, who are finished top four, um, go to the Champions League. And the top five and six go to Europa League. So those Europa tournaments. Sidebar tournaments, and I think the seventh goes in the Europa playoff, I believe. Um, those are usually the best players throughout the best teams throughout the year, and Manchester United has had a good record against all of them. Um, early in the year, they 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 drew tied one one to Liverpool, which oh, twenty twenty getting my health right. Don't get me started on that game, but um, they're playing again Sunday, I believe. 9.30, I think, our time, Mountain Time, 11.30 Eastern. Can't remember. Google it. You guys got Google. I'm not prepared today, but I'm prepared to talk to you about it. Um, it we're going to see what happens. Manchester United have been very, very inconsistent. Liverpool have not lost at all. Um, I think they've tied two or three games. One of them was to Manchester United. Manchester United in the Premier League have already beat Man City, beat Leicester City, um, lost to Arsenal. And then who's the other team? I think they drew with the with Wolves, I believe. I think I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. They just beat them, beat them today. So that's what I'm wearing. The Red Devil hat today because they won the day 1-0 FA Cup um, replay. So they play the first game, which is pretty cool. They play the first game, no one wins. They go to the second game, which was today. Manchester United won 1-0, one Mata goal. We advance the next round. Um, I don't remember who we played. They already drew it out. I don't even know if the other team played yet. Um, they were supposed to play. But, but yeah, I'll check it out. And um, it's not a big deal right now because we're talking Liverpool. Liverpool have not lost. They've been the best team in all of Europe. Haven't lost. Um, they've, I don't get it. It's kind of the same thing as maybe kind of the Niners I was talking about earlier. Liverpool have been the most complete teams. They've had it all. Almost like, like the Packers, they've had it all. They've had the defense. Virgil van Dijk, one of the best players in the, in the league in the world right now, one of the best defenders in the world right now. They have um, Adrian as one of the best goalkeepers in the world right now. Mario Sane, one of the best wingers on the Mo Salah, Roberto Firmino was annoying as fuck. Um, and they have they just have a lot of they had a lot of depth in their in their league. And they also have one of the best right backs in um, Trent Alexander Arnold. Very young dude, 20, 21 years old, and just amazing player. Um, and one of the big reasons why they won the Champions League last year. So they will be playing against each other this Sunday. Like I said, Manchester United, very consistent. Also today, looks like our best player, Marcus Rashford, took a knock. Don't know if he'll be available come Sunday. It's Wednesday. But the kid's resilient. We'll see what happens. But they've done well with Mason Greenwood in. Uh, Mason Greenwood in, young, 19, 20-year-old as well. Um, 19, I believe. Tony Martial. Th those three up front. Remember, 4-3-3. I don't want to get into that. We'll talk about that later. 4-3-3. They've been in three up front. They've been scoring all the goals. They've been playing better together. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, the big issue is in the midfield. Um, no Paul Pogba, no Scott McTonamai. That's been a big difference there. Um, if they make any changes, you have to put... Juan Mata in the middle. Juan Mata is a general. 
Juan Mata's been around for a long time. Smarter. I, that's what they have to make. Um, especially with Matich down there, uh, in there, and then Fred has been very inconsistent, but I don't, there's no one else you could put there. Um, who knows what's going to happen? You might even see Mason Greenwood attacking midfielder. Who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. We won't find out till Sunday. David De Gea has to be on his game, which he can be. We've all seen him, the best goalkeeper in the world. Um, and the defense is just spotty. I mean, hopefully Victor Lindelof, Harry Maguire can get it figured out. Aaron, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, one of the best right backs ever, right backs right now in the league. Right now, left back, and you have um, either Brad Williams, Williams or Shaw. We have the tools, just the inconsistency. I don't want to say it's coaching. I don't know what it, I can't put my finger on what's wrong with them. But I think if we do have a flaw, it's our midfield. Um, our midfield has been, just hasn't been where it's supposed to be. Um, and that's a big reason to Paul Pogba, Paul Pogba being injured. When he was in the first, those two games he was in before he got injured again, the dude was just phenomenal. He showed um, why he's one of the best players in the world. Scott McTonamy, his leadership, his, grit, his grittiness, his gritty, gritty attitude. A Manchester United uh, academy player. Remember, academy players start from the young age in Manchester United Academy. You don't see that very much here anymore. You're starting to implement it here. That thing's been around forever overseas. But there's Manchester United, there's Ajax, Barcelona, who have probably some of the best academies you've ever seen. That's a different podcast. That's a different episode. But this weekend, a lot of great soccer action to fill in that void of the other sports that aren't available right now. Um, Check it out. You wake up early Sunday, early Saturday. Just peep it on NBC Sports. Um, if you have ESPN Plus, there's a lot of Italian league. I don't watch Italian league because it's very like stereotypical soccer. To what you guys think is soccer, that's Italian league. The diving, the the complaining, the crybaby, the soft shit. I don't watch the Italian league for that very reason. So even I've hardly watched. Cristiano Ronaldo played one of my favorite players. One of the best players in the world. I've never, I hardly watch him because I can't stand that fucking league. It's amazing. It's amazing. Anyways, check it out on Sunday. I believe 9.30 Mountain, 11.30 Eastern. Um, maybe noon. I think 11.30 is when the broadcast starts. Blah, 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 whatever. But to round this off, and I want to talk about retirement because just yesterday it was announced that Luke Keekley retired um, at the time of recording this yesterday, today's the 15th, yesterday the 14th, Luke Keekley retired from the NFL at age 28. Um, it seems to be a trend now. And I've talked about the the rules that NFL has had in place, colleges have in, have in, a, in place of trying to reduce these head injuries, which is a big reason why a lot of these guys are retiring. And head, 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 head injuries are kind of hard to overcome sometimes if you keep getting hit in your fucking head. Um, that's kind of the issue we see going on here is that Luke Kuechly just plays balls to the wall. I saw him against Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl against the Broncos. I've watched them that whole season. They had a great season that year. Luke Kuechly plays balls to the wall. He plays hard. And, um, you know, he's probably made enough money and he was like, you know what? 
I want to have kids on. I don't know if he has kids. He might have want to raise a bigger family. But he just wants to be available. And that's probably why he retired. He wants to be available in 20 years. Not like checked out kind of like what we talked about um, on the year-end podcast with um, Junior Sale. You see a lot of people like Junior Sale. You see a lot of people like Earl Campbell just can't walk anymore. Um, you see a lot of these guys. And it's like, it's it's scary. And it sucks because these guys can't play the game they love. Jason went and stepped away and then came back. But you look at these people. Luke Kuechly, 28. Gronk, 29. Um, Andrew Luck, 28, I believe. Um, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, was 30. And I believe so was Cam Chancellor. Megatron may have been a little bit 29, 28. But all under 30 or under. But you also look at these guys that I just mentioned. Big athletes. Play balls to the wall. So there's a reason why... They had to call it a career early. I can see why. They want to give their bodies rest. They want to be available moving forward. Um, the, I just, I don't know where this sport is going. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy to think about. Who knows? You might see another one. Remember, what's his name? I don't, for some reason, I can't remember his name, but I mentioned this before. The dude who like was like, you know what? This is not worth my health anymore. I quit at halftime for the Bills. Quit at halftime and just leaves. Um, I don't know. It, it sucks, but you, I get it. And um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. I mean, it's I mean, it's 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 a best move for him. I hope he's not. He hopefully he doesn't suffer from depression. I hope he doesn't suffer from PTSD, whatever it is. Um, but it's crazy. I mean, it's your body is this, especially for a football player. It's this different type of machine. Um, Joe Thomas is Joe Thomas, the Cleveland Brown legend. Never left. You don't see a lot of Joe Thomases anymore. But just a legend like Joe Thomas stayed around. After he left, he decided to retire. Dude, the guy lost a lot of weight. He's cut. He's ripped. Like, it's just crazy. You see all these players. Um, the Gronk. You see the Gronk, how big he used to be. Um, how skinny he is now. So, um... You, people don't understand. I mean, people sit there and talk shit about this and that. I'm one of them. I'll talk shit about this and that. But they, these guys go through a lot. Um, and that's why I think, and that's one of the big reasons why I think ref, the, something with the referees have to be changed. I, I will always bring this up. I already said this earlier today. This episode, today, I will bring this shit up until I have to. There has to be change. Young referees, quick referees, spot referees. A, a, um, a compound definition of what a catch is, what a head is, what a head hit is. There has to be a compound definition to keep for a longevity for these guys who keep doing what they want to do, doing what they love. Same thing with the college players. We just got to do better for our kids. Um, and that, I, I think we're in the right, I think we're getting there, but sometimes I don't. And I hope. It gets changed. I hope everything gets changed for the better. Um, XFL, for those of you guys who don't know, XFL starting the week or two after the Super Bowl. So that would be another way to – well, we're going to see what they do. I don't. There's a bunch of rules. They have. They just set out the rules. Um, we'll talk about closer to when that comes up. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But um, Luke Hickley retired. A lot of these guys are retiring early. Um, and But it's also known that you also have to take care of your body. 
you have to play smart. And the reason why I talk about that, now I bring that up. Um, today it was announced that Larry Fitzgerald is coming back for one more year with the Cardinals. And I think Larry Fitzgerald saw the upside in that Cardinals team as well as he just feels better. He just feels good. I think this was supposed to be his last year. And he was like, nah, I'm going to sign one more year. That Kyle, you know, having Kyler Murray, um, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. I think they have, oh, who they have? I'm trying to blink, but a lot of upside with that team. Um, and of coach Cliff Kingsbury. But there's some people who just can do it right and some people who don't. Like I said, these buyers are machines. Conor McGregor, we're talking about Conor McGregor, who's, who thinks he's an in-shape player, he said, I'm doing something wrong because LeBron James is paying $1.5 million each year for his health, training, nutrition, gym equipment, blah, 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 this and that, just stay healthy. That's why LeBron James has a longevity in this in the league. Um, especially a faster league, and he still could keep up 35, 36, 35 years old, 36 years old. Um, yeah, just nuts. Um, but some people do it right, some people do it wrong. And um, you get like, like, you see people like Tom Brady, still playing, still wants to play. Um, it is what it is. I mean, it's just, a lot of it has chance, a lot of it, there's. A lot of it you can control, a lot of it you can't control. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's um, there's definitely. I love the entertainment factor of football. I love these guys. I love that, especially with football coming down to to, to the end. Um, just with, I mean, there's, I just love. I mean, they keep me, they keep me away from drugs. First of all, um, <laughs> they make the um, just anything shitty going on. You, I almost forgot that there's that Australia is on fire too. So, just a great distraction. So hats off to them, um, all NFL players, especially with it winding down. Thanks for the entertainment, um, and just thank you in general. They do a lot of great. So you guys sit there and go and fuck, get drunk, talk shit to these guys. Just remember, a lot of them can fuck you up, but can't. So um, I'm wrapping it up there. Um, a lot of football going on: football, soccer, football, football americano, um, fights this weekend. So. Yeah, so much going on. I'm dropping one podcast this week. We'll see about next week, too. Um, but, yeah, I just want to drop one pad podcast for you this week. Bunch everything together from last week into this week and coming up. And we want to talk about that. So holler at me. Whatever. You, if you guys have any questions, see me on Twitter, Sports Plus Life. Um, I'll probably live tweet this week in Sports Plus Life um, through all, all weekend. Um, you can also find me every now and then on, on uh, Instagram, of course, as well, Sports Plus Life, Instagram. Sports with Life, Twitter, M-R-A-K-A-C-O, Twitter and Instagram, YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. So um, look out for me. This podcast is dropping everywhere. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube as well. So with that being said, players, I'm going to call you Sports Plus Life. You guys are lifers. Those of you guys are listening right now. Sports Plus Life, you guys are lifers. Lifers. Lit.